Greetings in the name of Christ. Welcome to the Hope to Hope podcast. And this podcast exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, then, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I am excited that we're going to do so today by looking at Colossians chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 8. Now, this is, I think, day 48 of the lockdown. And so in the next couple of days, Lord willing, we are going to devote ourselves to Colossians. And I'm not going to do this expositionally uh, because we are not a church. I'm going to do this topically as we just um, gather our thoughts around what God wants us to hear from this short epistle. And so reading from verse 1, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you just as in all the world also it is continually bearing fruit and increasing even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth just as you learned it from Epaphras our beloved fellow born servant who is a faithful servant of Christ on your behalf and he also informed us of your love in the spirit what you see here as we just think about what god is saying to to us we see the, paul talking about the fruit of the gospel that the the gospel of the lord jesus christ bears fruit and we're going to see fruit here as we think about it the gospel once it has been received by an individual bears fruit in life in the in the in the in the life of one who believes and i want you to just think about uh, what the gospel does and here we see also the marks of genuine christianity that paul uh, tells us here that when you are a true christian you have genuine faith in jesus you have love for all the saints you have uh, confidence in the future you hope in what is going to be revealed in the future. Jesus taught that many people will think that they have a right relationship with God when they are in fact not. In Matthew chapter 7, he said, Not many or many will say to me, Lord, Lord. And he will say to them, Depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. We must not presume because we have prayed a prayer as a child, for example, or because you believe certain doctrinal truths and statements, or because you worship in a gospel-preaching, healthy church that you are accepted by God and you have a right relationship with God. You need to be sure that your sins are forgiven. We must, as Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, to examine ourselves to see if we are in the faith. Test yourself. No one, without carefully considering their souls, ought to assume that heaven is their inheritance, 
you have to know you cannot work on assumptions. You need to heed the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he tells us to break free from any flippant and careless attitude towards God's grace towards us. How can a person examine themselves to see if they are in the, in the faith? How, how is it that we can follow Peter's counsel and examine ourselves to test ourselves and be all the more eager to make our calling and election sure? What is the fruit of the gospel in our lives that we can look to and say, this shows that I have faith and I'm going to trust in what God says about this. We will see the marks of genuine Christianity in a believer. We see that uh, the first mark is a genuine faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I said, the second is the love for all the saints and confidence in the future. Faith, love, and hope. These are three beautiful sisters of God's grace which come and, and they, they, they dwell with a believer. They don't just visit you. They don't, they don't just come and go. They remain with you. They have become part of your life. I, I urge you then to, to talk to God about your life. Ask him to, to always make you one who has faith and trust in him. Love for all the saints. Hope in the future. We do, not, we do not have to be apathetic or presumptuous, as I said, about our spiritual condition. We have to, to be intensely praying and, and working at ensuring that what we have is or are true and genuine marks of faith. Faith is by grace. It, it comes only to us by, by grace. We do not work for it. But we have to constantly be checking Paul always understood God uh, to be the one who credits us with um, good things. And we do not end those things, as I said. Which is why in this section, he thanks God specifically for the faith of the believers in Christ Jesus. For their love for all the saints and their hope which is laid up for them in heaven. He understood something which often is difficult for us to understand. We do not generate our own faith, our own love, and our own hope in ourselves. God is the one who gives these to us. You see there in verse 3, he begins to thank God. He gives credit to the one who deserves all the credit. Why does Paul thank God? Well, the first reason he, he thanks God is for their faith in Christ Jesus. We see it in verse 4. Because he says, we have heard of your faith. Notice several characteristics about this faith. He is very succinct in his description, but nonetheless, his description is very helpful. The first characteristic we notice about faith is that it is enduring. Uh, and that is one of the things which make it so valuable. This is not a faith the uh, believers at Colossae had become, begun years ago and then lost. Your faith, Christian, is not what you had long time ago and you lost it. No, your faith is enduring. Faith is of such a nature that it, it, it perseveres until the end. Paul is not speaking to them 
of some past event of religion in religious history of their spiritual background even though it oftentimes it is it is it is good to thank god of what happened in the past but we have to always be looking at what is happening in the present i thank god because of you because you you once believed in jesus and you are still believing in jesus the second aspect which made this faith so valuable is because of its object its object is christ jesus you have to know this believer you have to know it to be true and sure in your life know it for yourself believe it for yourself don't believe it because your church or your parents believe it george whitfield uh, talks about once when he was witnessing to a man and then he asked him what do you believe and the man replied i believe what my church believes and then whitfield said what does your church believe and the man replied my church believes what i believe whitfield asked what do you believe and the man said we both both believe the same thing that's not how it has to be with you christian you have to know so you have to know if you do not have this faith at least you have to be asking god how to obtain this faith and we find this at the end of verse 5 there in the gospel the word of truth the gospel you have already heard about it in the word of truth the gospel which has come to you which is in even going all over the world this gospel is bearing fruit and it is growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of god in all its truth so paul talks about how it comes and it comes with understanding and and this is important to note here because we have to be careful and beware of unthinking christianity there is no genuine christianity which is unthinking you have heard the word of truth the gospel you have heard of biblical truth and you must understand biblical truth because before you can have biblical faith and this is the first mark that you have to have as a christian genuine faith which comes as a gift and also works in your mind in your mind and the second mark of genuine christianity here is love for all the saints because he says there in verse 4 we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints or how may, many of us wish that the word all would be changed to some and then we would qualify because we love some christians we don't love all we have to love all there's a a poem that was written modern wispy i think is the one who who liked to quote this poem it says to live above with the saints we love ah that is purest glory to live below with the saints we know ah that is another story <laughs> don't we all feel that way when we read of the saints who are in heaven we don't have problems meeting with the apostle paul and meeting with the believers who have died in christ and we want to be with them there in glory we see it as pure as the purest glory but when we think about the saints here below we think it is another story john said in first john chapter 3 we know that we have passed from death to life if we have love for our brothers anyone who does not love remains in death 
Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life. The third mark of a genuine Christian, lastly, a of authentic Christianity is hope in your ultimate future. We say this in verse 5. Faith and love that spring from hope that is stored up for you in heaven. Biblical hope is not whimsical, wishful thinking. Biblical hope is rooted in the actions and in the character of God himself. Hope for that which has already been laid up for you in heaven. It points to something that is a certainty that is in the future based upon God's completed action. Hope has an eager anticipation of a guaranteed event that will happen, which God has promised.